Hey, Gal and Mayan here. Welcome to the Coffee Talkie Show, the podcast for women living abroad. Today, we have a special guest with us, Sheer. Together, we will discuss how practicing self-compassion can help you navigate the relocation journey and life's transition in general. But first, let us introduce you to our guests. Sheer is passionate well-being coach who has dedicated her life to helping people increase their well-being. She creates engaging content through her blog, podcast, and Facebook communities, inspiring many people to connect with themselves emotionally, mentally, and energetically. Her unique approach to well-being has helped countless individuals find their way to a more fulfilling life. Originally from Israel, she has been living in Seattle, Washington, USA for the past nine years. We invite you to grab your coffee and notebook and give a big loving welcome to Sheer. Hi Sheer, welcome to the Coffee Talkie Show. We are so happy to have you here with us. How are you today? Pretty good. I'm so excited for this episode, actually. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being here and to take your time. We know you are in the U.S., so we have time differences. It's morning for you, evening for us, and it's really exciting. Uh, so let's dive right into it. My first question to you would be, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with relocation and how self-compassion play the role in the process? Sure. So I was born and raised in Israel. Um, and uh, nine years ago, I moved to the U.S. to greater Seattle area with my husband, Nir. And I wish I, I had known what I know today about self-compassion back then. That would have supported me way better. But to me, the relocation is not, is not ended already. Like I'm, I'm still an expat. So during these nine years, I have been through two major changes in my life. So one is I became a mother. I have two kids. They're five and seven years old. And I changed my career. I actually got to the U.S. as a chemical engineer, biochemical engineer. And I worked in the industry of medical devices and pharmaceutical for 10 years. And this transition wasn't easy. Two years ago, I did the transit. I completed the transition to become a well-being coach, and self-compassion really supported me in these changes. It it gave me the courage to go out of my comfort zone and still feel safe. Also, um, it's to me self-compassion is my main way to support myself which is so important in relocation because we, sometimes we don't have the support we are used to. And uh, the third impact is that it allowed me to be more balanced emotionally and mentally. So this is what it is to me. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this, you know, honestly and opening your own experience uh, to our listeners and to us. Uh, because so many women, you know, go through those transition and you mentioned being a mother and becoming a mother abroad and changing a career. So those are two major shifts in a life. And I think, like you mentioned, and we'll talk more about self-compassion self in a minute, but self-compassion is 
a great, a huge uh, thing that can really help and impact uh, other women as well. So can't wait to hear more about this. Yeah, so I will go straight into my second question so that our audience have all the answers for, I'm sure they're asking themselves the same questions. How would you define self-compassion and why do you think it's important, especially during times of change? Okay, I like the definition because we, we're, we're making it clear. So let's define compassion first. So compassion is kindness and awareness of suffering and the desire to reduce it. Self-compassion is taking all of this goodness and uh, turning it into ourselves. So in terms of definition, this is what it is. And then we're so trained on be compassion to others. <laughs> we're not that trained to be compassion to ourselves. It's we grow up and people tell us you have to be nice for others, right? This is the education and the uh, what we get from home. But um, yeah, this is self-compassion. Is we know to do it for others. <laughs> we need to learn more to make it for ourselves. Yes, I, I, it's so crazy that uh, we learn and we get educated, like you said, to be so compassionate to others, to be kind and aware of others. But nobody told you, like, you need to do the same thing to yourself. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And I'm so happy that we live in an, a generation and times where it's okay to talk about those things and to actually say to others, you need to be kinder to yourself. Yes, and it's easier to say, don't be hard on yourself than be kind to yourself. Like we think of it from a negative point of view and not from what do you want, not what you don't want to do. And I think that's that's a major shift in uh, the way we think about this whole concept of compassion. Yeah, that's a good point. Like going from the positive, not from the negative, what you don't want. That's, that's a good point. I like it. What would you say uh, makes self-compassion so important in times of change? As I mentioned before, self-compassion is our way to support ourselves. In time of change, we need this support. We really need this support. Um, and there is a concept named self-parenting, which means that as we are adulting, at certain age, we can become the parents, the ideal parents of ourselves and support ourselves. Now imagine doing a relocation, moving abroad with this support, but this support is just within you. You don't, you don't depend on anyone else. And you have this inner voice of love and support and no matter what's happened, I'm in your side. To have this inner voice, it's it just priceless. Uh, I can really see how this could be helpful to someone who's moving to another country and really needing this support. But as we hear so many times, I have no one to support me. No one understands you. But imagine this person is you and you support yourself. I can, I can see why this is so important in times of change such as relocation. Yeah, and I will even add to that, that we always say we know ourselves best. We know what are the words that we need to hear in order to feel better. We know what are the, the support that we are looking for. And sometimes someone else is not the right person to give it to us. We need to be able to give it to ourselves. So I don't say you don't need people around you, 
but you are the one person you go to bed with at night, you wake up to in the morning, you better be nice to yourself and be this support system, the first support system before you have everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the reason that I'm saying to be the ideal ideal parent because because our parents, they might be wonderful, but they're not ideal. They have their own lives, their own beliefs, their own limited beliefs, their own fears. But we can be this ideal person in our heads and, and really provide the support we need. And yeah, we are social creatures. It doesn't mean I don't need anyone else. But this is the basic support that we can provide to ourselves and not be dependent on others. Yeah, I totally agree. And moving to the next question, what are some common challenges people face during a relocation and how, again, do you think self-compassion can help them overcome them? Challenges during relocation, you discussed it a lot in your previous episodes, but I'll put here language difficulties, cultural gaps, uh, mistakes. We mess up. We mess up a lot because we, we, we don't know the environment. Everything is new. Some of us feel guilty for moving abroad to fulfill ourselves when leaving some family behind. And this is actually a great platform for our inner critic to thrive. <laughs> and, our, and our inner critic, this voice that, that always puts you down and tells you that you're, you're bad at it and you just messed up it's there like we all we, we all have it <laughs> and a lot of us are maintaining this inner critic voice for two reasons one is that uh we believe it motivates us like if i'll tell myself well my english is so broken i might learn english better um, this is what we believe we believe it motivates us uh, the other reason is that it gives us a sense of control when we are aware, I'm aware that I'm really bad at it, uh, we feel like we're in control. Okay, here we go, I know something. But in fact, studies have found that self-criticism is linked with depression, anxiety, dissatisfaction with life, avoidance, and procrastination. So basically, it's the opposite of what we used to think. On the other side, self-compassion reduces stress and anxiety, uh, improve emotional balancing, it increases our resilience and the ability to cope with challenges, and it also supports better relationships, which is so critical when we're moving abroad. That's so true. And we talk a lot about challenges of life abroad. And you know, just a couple of minutes ago, we saw on Facebook a lady that was just telling how scared she is from everything related to life or like she literally made a whole checklist of what she's scared of and all i wanted to do is give her a hug and be like you're going to be fine it's going to be fine but that's where it's totally normal there's a lot of challenges when it, life, when it comes to life abroad we're never gonna sugarcoat it and it's very personal what challenges me probably didn't challenge you and vice versa, but self-compassion, what you say to yourself can, can either make it better or worse sometimes. So it's very important to 
help ourselves overcome those challenges. Yes. And I think, you know, this self-critic that we have, we all have it, even before we move abroad. Yeah. <laughs> but moving abroad just turns the volume on those things. And when you criti criticize yourself, you know, for stupid things like work and or your motherhood or, you know, what you eat or what you say, but then you move abroad and all those become so big And you linked it to depression and not being happy with what you do. And, you know, life abroad is not about struggling all the time. We say, <laughs> we say it a lot. Life abroad is not about the struggles. It's not about the challenges. It's about creating a life you actually enjoy living. And you cannot do that if you criticize yourself all the time. And I think this is where, like you said, self-compassion can be really, really helpful in creating a life you actually enjoy living. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like that you put that moving abroad is not only challenging. <laughs> I feel like we need this balance because when we talk about difficulties and challenges, uh, we, it, people might get the impression of like, wow, that's the, why would I do it? Why would I even do it? So thank you for balancing this. Yeah, definitely. We believe moving abroad is one of the best experience someone can have, but we need to be very honest about it. It's not 100% beauty and, and loving and exciting and fun. And it's definitely not 100% nerve-wracking. It's somewhere in between, like everything in life. Like life. Like life in general. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking, just top of my head, that I think that if you don't believe in, like if you don't practice self-compassion and if you're not used to telling yourself good things, then it's harder for you to get them from someone else. So even when someone else will tell you something that you are a brave person for, like I remember so many people telling me like, you know how brave you are for moving abroad? Like I look at you and like, I wish I was someone like you, so brave. And I remember that for years I was like, oh, I'm not brave. And that's the, if I cannot tell those things about myself, then you can all not also get it from others. So it's even an additional layer of self-compassion. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if we talk about inner voices uh, and we talk about the inner critic, we actually, we only listen to ourselves. People are talking, but then there is a barrier. It's like, okay, I believe this, this is true. And this, she's just telling it to be nice, right? We, we really only, like people are talking, but we only listen to our own thoughts. This is why it's so important to make this mental work of like choosing our thoughts. Yeah. So what would you, like if you could share a couple of strategies or maybe practical thing that our listener can use to cultivate self-compassion? Well, I love this part. I like the practical part the most. <laughs> so uh, before I will go to uh, like three strategies that I suggest, um, I want to... Uh, talk about Christine Neff. So Christine Neff is a PhD in psychology from University of Texas. She has a bunch of, uh, there, there is so many ways to learn from her. She has a great TED talk. I highly recommend uh, books. Her website is just full with exercises and uh, guided meditations. And in her book, Self-Compassion, easy to remember, <laughs> she mentioned that self-compassion is made of three ingredients. So we can go through these three ingredients and see how we can apply each one of them. 
So the, the first ingredient is self-kindness, which basically means be nice to yourself. Comfort yourself as you would comfort a close friend or a child, um, which is exactly what we were talking about. Um, it's this inner voice that really it's loving and soft and we're not used to it. Like I don't, I don't know a lot of people that tell themselves like when they're like, imagine this situation that you're sitting in, in front of the TV, maybe with an ice cream at night and then you just yelling at yourself, go to the shower and go to sleep. What are you doing, right? But I don't know a lot of people that tells themselves, oh, sweetie, let's go to take a bath, <laughs> right? No one talks to this to themselves like that. But you can. I know it sounds odd, but it's a skill that you can, you can develop and practice. So just be, be kind to yourself. Be your own ideal parent. That's the first ingredient. The second ingredient is common humanity. It basically means that being human is being imperfect. It means that mistakes, illness, and bad things happen to all of us. And this is normal. And the reason that it's so important to understand that is that a lot of us on times of changes and difficulties and challenges, we feel isolated. We have this feeling of everybody else are totally fine. It's just me with this challenge right now. But this is so untrue. <laughs> this is part of being a human. And it's, it's something that all of us are dealing with during our lives. So really understand that you're part of humanity and that's part of the deal. <laughs> you're going to have hard times. The third part is mindfulness. So mindfulness is basically presence in the present. It's staying in this moment, not jumping to the past, not jumping to the future, which all of us like on times of challenges, it's like, why wouldn't I have that? Like, why did I, like we blame ourselves for not preparing or doing things differently. And when we think about the future, I will never <laughs> be like that. And that really make our, um, unpleasant emotions extreme it just takes them out of the proportion and when we stay at the present moment we have the ability to feel our unpleasant emotions as they are <laughs> and process them and so we are not like like over feel them and we are not ignoring them and we are able to create this emotional balancing which Mayan will probably be able to tell way more about it, <laughs> right? Yes, you know, I love that you mentioned mindfulness because I love practicing mindfulness. And I actually, I use it as a tool, you know, for years now with self-compassion, self but also in, in a way to deal with challenges, you know, looking at the situation as it is right now, I'll add to that in mindfulness, you add the non, in a non-judgmental way, like you look at a situation and you don't judge yourself, no need for those uh, self-critic thing, oh, how stupid I am to just be in this situation, no, it's like, this is the situation right now, it doesn't matter what happened before or what will happen next, it is what it is, and that's it. And for I remember first when I, you know, started uh, practicing mindfulness. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. I'll add to that my layers of trauma and beliefs and values. But no, just you know, let, let everything go. 
it is what it is. And I'll add to that what you just mentioned about being human and being in this situation. And I'll take this to life abroad and being an expat or an immigrant. It is what it is. And it is natural to feel this way, to be in this situation. That's totally fine. I'll tell you a secret. We all deal with the same things. We all deal with the same challenges. We all do the same mistakes. We're not that special, actually. And that's okay. And that's beautiful. Yeah. I just love what you just, you know, those three things that you just mentioned because they're so practical. And if you're listening right now to this episode, you can actually start practicing this today, right now. Be kinder to yourself. Look at things as they are and understand it's human. Thank you, Sheer. This is amazing. Thank yeah. you. I, I will add to this. I'm not the, the best mindfulness like uh, person. Like I don't practice it all the time, but I would say that I'm always like trying to stay focused in the present and looking at things and describing them in a very simplified way instead of giving them a meaning. So for me, if I see a situation where I'm in or someone else, I'm like, I'm trying not to make it better or worse. What is right now? This is a chair. It's a chair. It's not the chair of my grandmother that sat on it and that I felt really comfortable. No, it's a chair. Let's like say that it is. So it's easier maybe on a piece of furniture, but it's the same thing when I'm going to meet a person that I've never met before. It's a connection. It's a meeting. It's not my future husband and it's not my best friend. And it's, I don't know. Let's live it right now and then because the meaning that we give to things usually as Mayan said it's coming from our past experiences our traumas our beliefs our feelings or our desires in the future and when you bring them to right now well it contains them to something that is you can deal with what's going on right now it's not everything in life right yeah Wow. So, you know, a lot of uh, people that are moving abroad can feel certain amounts of uh, feelings like stress and anxiety and this uncertainty of living in a new place that they don't know. And I want to ask you how self-compassion can help them, you know, manage those feelings. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, as, Andy, as you just said, relocation or moving moving abroad can trigger a range of emotions, including fear, doubt, and insecurity. Self-compassion is the superpower that will help you to soothe yourself, to manage your anxiety, um, and to really build the resilience that you need to deal with all of these challenges. I do want to put a comment that is, it's a skill that it takes time to build. It's not like, well, I, I heard this concept, now it's all solved. You will hear the concept, you will start to practice, and then you will get better and better and better. That's a very important uh, point that you just mentioned. Like we say a lot here on this podcast, it's about training. You know, you don't go to the gym once and expect to have a six abs. It doesn't work this way. The same with your mind and your feeling. So if you're hearing this right now, 
take some notes. That's amazing. But you actually need to practice it. And the next time you're sitting on the couch, eating your ice cream, watching Netflix, well, kindly practice with yourself self-compassion. And it's really, really, you know, something that you need to work on and practice every day. There's no magic tricks here. It's just like any other muscle in your body. We need to start to understand that what's going on on the inside and whether it's our soul, our brain, our heart, our everything is just like any other muscle in our body. And it's not by lifting one time uh, a weight that you will be a bodybuilder. In the same way, it's not by telling yourself one time, oh, you're amazing. Go have a bath. She will now do it every single day. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. And also you, you need to, to believe yourself when you say it. If it's so synthetic and it doesn't really goes with what you really feel, don't do it yet. Or do it in, in an easier situation because then it can, it can backfire. It can do the opposite, right? So find the ways that you can be kind to yourself naturally or semi-naturally and start to practice there. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, I think that brings me directly to the next question. For someone who's trying to practice self-compassion and is actually kind of struggling, you know, oh, I'm moving abroad, I don't have time for this uh, self-compassion thing and it's really hard. What advice can you give to this kind of woman? So it's like a chicken and an egg, right? <laughs> because like bring some compassion to yourself that you're not able to practice self-compassion that great well yet. But uh, I have five advices. So first one is to acknowledge and validate your emotion, your emotions. Understand that it's normal. It's normal to feel this way. It's normal. All the difficulties you are experiencing are, are normal. The second advice would be to be patient with yourself. Don't expect to figure everything out right as you move and even a year after you move and even two years after you move. It takes time to figure things out. The third advice would be to take care of your basic needs. We, we were mentioning uh, self-parenting and it's exactly that. Be this parent to yourself that make sure you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're exercising. So just support your physical body so you can, you can deal with the emotional and mental difficulties. The fourth advice is to learn self-compassion. If, uh, if you're not able to, uh, to apply it yet, go and learn more about it. Knowledge is power. So go read books. I, I mentioned Christine Neff. She, her book is just amazing. <laughs> so, and I'm not getting any, any, <laughs> anything from advertising her. I, I just think that she is amazing. That the part that I like about her is that, so compassion and self-compassion, it's coming from Buddhism. And she brings it from Buddhism and put it in, in terms that the people from the West can really understand the examples are very familiar so it's so easy to she's just breaking it to parts so read her book watch her ted look online uh there are, i'm sure there are other amazing books there out there so learn about it if you already know how to practice meditation in general i i suggest to um, 
be exposed to Tonglen meditation, which is based on compassion. Um, so look for Tonglen meditation. That's that's another another path to get there. And the last advice would be to seek for support. As we mentioned, it's a new skill. Sometimes it's hard to do it by ourselves. So look for a counselor or coach or therapist that will help you to to meet it, to to manage it, to see how to use it. And then you can keep building it by yourself, but don't hesitate to get some support if you need to. Oh, amazing. I really hope our listeners got some notes here because those are really, really great advice. And we will link everything that you just say on the podcast so they can have access to what you just said. And thank you again. And you talked about support. And this is so important. We always say, you don't need to do this alone. You are not alone in this world and you can get all the support that you need. And this is one of the things that you're doing, right? So I just want to ask you, tell us a little bit more about Lavender and what you do and how you can support um, women uh, that are living abroad, that are relocating and people that are listening right now to this episode. Okay, so we're we're there already. It means that we're about to end. <laughs> so that moves so so fast. So my coaching program is aimed to support change processes. I use conversations and guided meditations and exercises between the sessions. And the, my my big aim is always to ha- help people to get connected with themselves. And when they are more connected with themselves they can create emotional and mental balancing and also ener- energetically they become more balanced. The other ways that Lavender Cell Development can support people is that there is a website and Facebook community. Unfortunately, it's only in Hebrew for now. In the future, I plan to translate the contents to English, but right now it's only in Hebrew. Um, but my co- coaching services are given in Hebrew and in English to people all over the world. And I use uh, video calls to do that. So you are more than invited uh, to get in touch. I will also be happy to hear what did you think about this episode? Any input you have? Um, so don't hesitate to reach out uh, to my email. We'll leave the email on the comments. Absolutely. Yes. We will link the email and your website, of course. Uh, so if anyone listening right now uh, wants some support from Sheer and what she's doing and some self-compassion and compassion, yeah. then you'll have everything you need uh, in order to reach her. Yeah. Uh, well, I think coaching in general is such a great thing and personal development is super important. And as we said earlier, it's a muscle like everything else. So Sometimes the same way you can sign up to the gym, you actually have to go to the gym. And sometimes you have to, you need like a kick in the butt to actually do the exercise in the gym. So a coach is a great thing for that. And we're happy to have she with us here. Yeah. Until you can be your own parent, uh, let us support you. <laughs> um Sheer, wow, I can't believe this. We are reaching the end of this interview and um, we're getting to our last question that we ask all our guests here is what does a smooth and positive move abroad means to you? So to me, it means 
creating inner peace because circumstances will not necessarily be smooth or positive and we can't control them at 100%. So for me to make move abroad uh, smooth and positive, you need to take care of our, your well-being and create a reality experience that is smoother and more positive. So it's not the circumstances, just look inside because the circumstances, we have some control, but not that much. So just focus inside in your well-being, in your support. Um, that's that's what it is to me. Uh, I couldn't agree I love more. It. Yes, uh, that's so true. And it resonates so much with everything that we do here uh, and Smizative. And yeah, we just couldn't agree more with what you just said. Take care of yourself like, and look inside of you. Choose to focus on things that really matters to you, that do make you feel good, make you feel alive. Like I said before, it's not all challenges and it's not all, you know, struggles. It's a lot about how you look at the situation, how you choose to look at the situation. Yeah. So she will say to you, thank you so much for being here with us today on this podcast. We enjoyed this conversation so very much and we are sure that our listeners enjoyed it as well. Thank you. It is, it is my pleasure. And I want to thank you as well for all of your great contents uh, in this podcast and in your website. It is so helpful to have it. Uh, as I mentioned, I wish I had all of it when I moved nine years ago. There was nothing like that. So thank you for your great work and for this episode specifically. Thank you, Shira, for being here with us today. And thank you for joining us on the Coffee Talkie Show, the podcast for women living abroad. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights, tips, and inspiration for your journey as an expat. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us via our website or social media. And if you love what you just heard today, please like, follow, and leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. And until next time, sending positive vibes your way. Bye!